Welcome to the Bethany Covenant Church Sermon Podcast. We are a multi-generational community in Berlin, Connecticut. Our services are held Sundays at 9.30 a.m., and you can find out more about us at www.bethanycovenant.org. Well, once again, good morning. It's good to be with you all this morning as we gather and worship and celebrate God's faithfulness to us through all our ages and stages of our life and faith. This morning, we join our confirmands in declaring our commitment to walking by the light of Scripture and to actually ordering our lives according to what we encounter there. As we see in God's word that he reveals himself, his character, and his plans for us. We commit as disciples of Christ to keeping our eyes on our Savior, to watching him, to learning from him, to listening to his words and putting them into practice. We just heard read from the Gospel of John a brief portion of what Jesus shared with his friends, the disciples, in an upper room on the very night when he was betrayed into the hands of those who were seeking his life. Jesus told them, all who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them and we will come and make our home with each of them. Anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me. And remember, my words are not my own. What I am telling you is from the Father who sent me. Now here Jesus lays out for his friends, including us, the natural results of either our love for him or the absence of our love for him. If we love him, Jesus says, we're going to end up doing what he says. We're going to be in step with his teachings. We're going to find ourselves more and more, actually naturally more inclined toward obedience and faithfulness. But if we don't love him, Jesus adds, we're not going to end up obeying him, either because we just don't desire or to, or perhaps we're actually unable to obey his words. Jesus tells his friends that love shows up. Now, I want to make sure we don't miss the nuance in what Jesus is teaching his friends here, because I think so often we think of the task of Christian discipleship as, as doing the right things as doing those things Jesus tells us to do, making sure we obey the words of Jesus in order to prove our love to him, in order to prove our love for him. And there's certainly wisdom in this. We find Jesus teaching in other places in the Gospels that a way to show your love for me is to do what I say, to obey my commands as we listen to his words and put them into practice. But here in John 14, Jesus seems to be focusing on our love for him as the starting place, as the source of our obedience. Grow in your love for me, Jesus invites us, and you'll then find desire for obedience and the ability to obey more and more naturally flowing from your hearts and lives. And this is very much the thought that Jesus is about to teach his disciples if we read further into John chapter 15 when he describes himself as the vine and his friends as branches intimately, closely connected and attached to that vine. Abide in me, Jesus tells them. Remain in me. Stick close. As closely as a bunch of grapes clings to the vine. Jesus tells his friends that when they do that, there will be natural results. 
they will be able to bear much fruit, and they will. They'll be able to accomplish incredible things, and they will. But it begins with this abiding, with this clinging, with this staying close. And we know from our own human relationships, this is how love grows, by sticking close to the beloved. The more time we spend with those whom we love, the deeper our love grows. And the more naturally we want to do and end up doing those things that are important and treasured by our beloved. We do those things that bring delight to our beloved. And the more joy we find that it ends up bringing to us as well. And so to grow in our love for Jesus, we keep on keeping on with those same practices that the church has been doing for 2,000 years, since the time Jesus ascended into heaven. Things that our confirmants have been learning about, tools, practices to grow in their faith. We pay attention to the life and teachings of Jesus as we see his life and his story come to living color in the Gospels, the accounts of Matthew and Mark, Luke and John. We stay rooted in God's word. And as we listen to the teachings of Jesus we find there, we, we take them in, we chew on them, we mull on them, we meditate and, and pray about them. And then we seek to put them into practice so that they're lived out in our context and in our lives, even when that's hard. We stay close to Jesus and fall more deeply in love with him as we spend time in prayer with him. As we pour out our hearts, we speak what's on our minds to him, and we listen for his word to us. We grow in our love for Jesus by loving those people who are around us, the people we can see in front of us in our daily lives, as we choose to recognize the presence of Christ in them, as we choose to see Jesus in the eyes of the people around us. Even the least of these, whom Jesus tells us, give us abundant opportunities to demonstrate our love for him in the flesh. As we love the people around us with humble and gentle and generous hearts, as if we were serving Jesus himself. We grow in our love for Jesus by discovering, learning more about what brings him delight, what fills his heart with joy, and then choosing to love those things as well. Our love for Jesus, he tells us, will show up in our lives as obedience. It will flow more and more naturally. It doesn't mean it'll be easy. This is a lifelong journey of growth as disciples, growing in our love for Christ, in obedience to his word. We will not get to the finish line in this lifetime. But thankfully, we don't have to do this in our own strength. Love shows up in our obedience to Christ, but God's love for us shows up in God's good gifts to us. And Jesus speaks of some of the most precious of these gifts here in this same passage. He says, when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything. He will remind you of everything I have told you. I am leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Jesus tells his friends he's about to leave them, but gifts are coming their way. 
gifts from the Father and gifts from Jesus. The Father, he promises, will send the Holy Spirit. And here we see a beautiful image of the Trinity, the Father sending the Holy Spirit as a representative of the Son. And that representative, that advocate, Jesus says, will teach us, will continue to guide us, will remind us of those things that Jesus has taught us as his followers. Our love for Jesus shows up as obedience, and this gift of the Holy Spirit guides us and empowers in that life of obedience. Jesus tells his friends he's giving them gifts personally as well, gifts of peace of mind and peace of heart. Jesus understands there are many things in this world that will challenge a sense of peace within us that will shake our inner calm, that will put to the test our trust in God. And God provides an antidote, an antidote to the anxiety that is so likely to overwhelm us in a world filled with hatred, divisiveness, polarization, and poisonous self-absorption. Jesus gifts us with things that we can't come up with on our own. We can't drum them up out of thin air. This peace that he gives is peace that we can't come up with and that the world, he says, cannot give us either. These gifts are a huge part of how God's love shows up in our lives. These gifts show up as the thread of God's faithfulness in our lives, his grace, his guidance, his provision, These gifts, peace of mind, peace of heart, and the Holy Spirit himself to teach us, to advocate for us on on our behalf, lead us to a faith that grows and a love for Christ that grows. These gifts have already shown up in the lives of our confirmants today. We look at their lives and see the fruit of the gifts of peace and the work of God's Holy Spirit. And as they reach this milestone moment, They declare their faith in God and take this next step in commitment to Jesus and to his body, the church. These gifts also show up as emblems of God's grace in the sacraments, the table, and the waters of baptism. Just a bit later this morning, those of us who have been baptized will have the opportunity to remember those waters and to recognize the gifts of God present there. We'll have the opportunity to reflect on the grace of God in these gifts, the gifts of peace and the Holy Spirit. As we remember once again that waters, the waters of baptism that washed over our foreheads as infants or the waters that filled the pool we entered as professing believers in Jesus Christ. Every time we receive God's gifts with joy and with gratitude, and recognize God as the giver of every good gift, we grow in our love for God. And that love, says Jesus, will overflow from our lives. It'll show up in acts of obedient living that bring glory to God, that bring blessing to our neighbors, and that bring the deepest joy and peace to our souls. By the grace of God at work in us, may we walk faithfully in that path. Please join me in prayer. Jesus, would you help us to fall in love with you more and more deeply, more deeply than ever before, 
Would you guide our hearts toward faithfulness, toward fidelity, and to an ever sharper focus on you as our beloved? Jesus, thank you for the gift of peace. Peace, not the way the world gives, but peace that you alone can give. Would you tune us and use us as instruments of that peace in this world? We ask this in your holy name. Amen.